Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. All right, here's the great cold open we've waited for all of our lives. Wilbon, we're going to start with the Olympics. Canada and Australia have said they're not going to send anybody at this point. The IOC had maintained that they would start it on time. They have said no cancellations, but they have allowed for the possibility, perhaps after this four-month window of looking around, that it might be postponed. What do you think is going to happen? It will be postponed, Tony. The Olympics will be postponed. I mean, all the indications are that. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we come out of a commercial break, the Olympics have been postponed officially. That's going to happen. Look, you have too many factors here. You have athletes who can't even train where they are. I mean, if people are being told globally right. to stay inside and stay where you are, then how can they train? How can Japan, which has a travel ban on so many countries, how can you accept travelers, the athletes themselves, to the venues if you if you can't travel there? So there's so many considerations, Tone, and so many people that are going to have to get involved. But Canada and Australia, they led the way. They understand what's happening. And whether it's 2021 or 2022, these summer games are going to be postponed. Yeah, so here's the reality. I'm doing this show in my attic, and the reason I'm doing it in my attic is because we're not supposed to get too close to other people. We're not supposed to have stadiums with 100,000 people sitting next to each other. So that, that, that is where we are right now. Sebastian Coe, who basically runs all of track and field in the world, is a two-time gold medalist. He said, come on, for the safety of the athletes, you can't have this. NBC, which puts up most of the money here to get the rights fee, NBC said, we'll go with the IOC, we'll go with the government of Japan, we'll go with the world health officials and what they tell us, which is NBC to me, Mike, saying, hey, postpone this. It's a quadrennial event. It's not every year. It's once every four years. Have it next summer. What is the big deal? You're not going to run into the Winter Olympics because those are in the winter. Yeah, Tony, I mean, that, that's, that, those are all reasons that this is not going to happen on July 24, whenever the opening ceremonies were supposed to be. I believe Dick Pound and Christine Brennan's reporting through having talked to Dick Pound, Christine Brennan, our dear friend of USA Today, that this is imminent. And so I understand the IOC may want to, you know, sort of yeah. drag its feet or take its time or have whatever further discussions they want to have. But the Olympics ain't happening this summer, Tony. It doesn't make sense in the context of the world that we are living in today. So we're going to yeah. move on yeah, to I mean, another we've topic. We've already had our track athletes. Just a second. Our track athletes and our swimmers have said we can't train. We don't want to do this. I mean, you know what? You can't really have a great Olympics without American athletes. So just concede that yeah. and postpone it. Well, Tony, we're going to move on to something we have been discussing uh, pretty frequently over the last month, and that's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the breakup, which yeah. Seth Wickersham, by the way, nailed this more than a couple of years ago that there would be this divorce likely. Well, he's got a piece again today on ESPN in which he chronicles in great detail the breakup. And basically, Brady wanted considerations that Belichick wasn't going to give, in, in, including money. And we always talk about Brady, the bottom line, not being money, but it's involved. Tony, in a commitment long term, do you believe 
that Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, is going to live to regret his decision. I love the notion of a commitment long-term to a 43-year-old athlete, I and mean, that's ridiculous. Is he going to live to regret it? Mike, I, I don't think regret is in Bill Belichick's DNA. When he says on to Cincinnati, that's his whole life. Whatever happened there, happened there, and now we move on. So now it's on to Jared Stidham, who I understand played at Auburn at some point in the last 15 years. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with his oeuvre, as we like to say. But, I, I mean, even if Brady were to win a Super Bowl at Tampa Bay— I think that Belichick would congratulate him, but I don't think there's regret there. I think Belichick is saying, we're planning for what we're doing here, and I want to move on away from Tom Brady. Tony, I, I generally agree with you there, but I'm going to add something else. It did, you know, I mean, sports, it's not like reality TV. You get a real winner and loser. And I think there's only there are two conditions that have to right. be met for Belichick to regret this. One, and, and in no certain order. I mean, if Tom Brady goes to Tampa and uses those weapons that everybody's singing about and serenading and he gets to a Super Bowl, okay, that's one condition that has to be met. And the other one is that Bill Belichick can't find a quarterback, whether it's Stidham or somebody else. Belichick has to fail. So if Belichick was to go 5-11 and next season and Tom Brady was to get to the Super Bowl, then Bill Belichick, whether he wants to admit it or not, is going to live to regret it. But, Tony... Both those conditions may not be met. You may not get either one of them. Yeah, what if Stidham is good? What if he's actually good? With Matt Castle one year when Brady got hurt, they finished 11-5. and five. Devin McCourty, here's a quote from him. Stidham used to practice against the defense all the time. He said, I love his poise. He ate us up in practice. I think he'll be in New England for a long time. I mean, that, that is a possibility. I'm stunned by this, and you and I have discussed this on social media. Totally stunned. But it's Belichick. It's Belichick pushing Brady away, I think, more than Brady pushing Belichick away. I just don't think regret is it. There's a lot of emotions he doesn't have. I think regret is one of them. I do. Let's move on now to the third topic today, and it's NASCAR. So NASCAR got its drivers to play a video game, to drive their cars in a video game. They had the real announcers behind them. I saw a clip of this. I thought it was real. I mean, I'm stupid. I actually thought it was real. Is this something that you see catching on? Probably, Tony. I think it may catch on. It catch on in my house with my son because this is what he does. And he was watching some of this yesterday. Dad, did you know this now? No, I'm not watching that. I'm not. But will it catch on? That's a different. Tony, I think this is largely generational, maybe not entirely, but to two generations plus now who've grown up where I don't know that they discern the difference between reality and video. I'm not watching this. Were there wheels on the ground? Don't tell yeah. me virtual. If there are wheels on the ground and the danger, pardon me, of NASCAR, of auto racing, then I can watch it. I can consume it. I'm not going to consume virtual. Are you? Yeah, well, this is an interesting thing. I have, I'm one of the only people in America that would say this. I've never actually played a video game. I don't understand anything, which is why when I saw it, I saw, thought it was real. And I saw that Hamlin beat Earnhardt Jr. in the last lap. And I said, wow, this is great. Then I was told, you're a moron. This didn't actually happen. But, Mike, there's a hunger for sports. And you can exhaust all of your supplies of games that actually happened. Somebody is going to be smart enough 
to send us forward in this period of time to give us some sort of sports that we can relate to, even if we don't utterly believe it. NASCAR seems, I mean, what is it? They just go around in a circle anyway, and you can take an hour and a half and go eat dinner and come back and it's still going on. If you told me that's Talladega, I don't know the difference. I don't know about all sports, but this looked pretty exciting to me. But that's because you're not vested in it, and you don't really care about it. But you care about, say, an NFL game or NBA. So you know what? Why don't we just do it this way? It'd be more fun. Why don't we just put Tom Brady up against Joe Montana and just create the games that you and I can write the play-by-play text? We can. They'll give us a new career. Let's just do that. I like that. I do. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you would. (laughs) That's it, boys and girls. That's all we got at least for today. Let's throw it back to you. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So, at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now, it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. We're done. You said we were done for the day. We're not done. We've got to do the happies. It's happy time, kids. Here we go. Happy 28th birthday, Kyrie Irving. The perpetually unhappy and scheming point guard missed most of the season with injuries. As was the case in Boston with the Celtics, the Nets had a better record without him. The highlights of Irving's season were a public analysis of his team that indicated certain teammates had to go and his obvious hand in the firing of coach Kenny Atkinson. Irving has left a trail of unhappy coaches and teammates behind in Cleveland, Boston, and now Brooklyn. But happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Tony, I live with a Kyrie sycophant, a 12-year-old sycophant who wears Kyrie shoes, wants to handle it like Kyrie's a point guard. And, Tony, I fight this every day. And clearly, as a father, I have already failed. It's a good admission on your part. Happy anniversary, North Carolina State. Playing in their home state, the Wolfpack defeated UCLA 80-77 to in double overtime in the NCAA semifinal 46 years ago today. That ended UCLA's incredible streak of seven straight national championships. State was led by David Thompson's 28 points. Thompson got the better of Bill Walton in this one. State's win over Marquette in the final, anticlimactic. Wilbon, I was at this game. It may be the greatest college game I've ever seen, this one or the Leitner game. And for my money, Thompson and Walton are two of the five greatest college basketball players ever. Tony, I don't want to argue that. You know, they both won. Al Cinder, though, has to go in anybody's top five, right? And maybe Leitner, although I got Grant Hill there because Grant Hill nearly won a third one without Leitner, without Scotty Thurman in that shot. And Phil Ford, Tony, I know he didn't win. 
But Phil Ford is simply one of the great college point guards of all time. Yeah, I got Alcindor one. I've got Thompson and Walton. I've got Bill Russell and I've got Pete Maravich. And right after them, I've got Leitner. Here we go. Happy trails. Trey Jones, not to be confused with Atlanta's Trey Young. The sophomore point guard from Duke will enter the NBA draft whenever that comes. Jones was the last remaining member of the great Duke recruiting class of 2019 that featured Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and Cam Reddish. Jones stayed in school to make himself more attractive to the NBA and work on his shooting. I think he and North Carolina's Cole Anthony are likely the top two point guard prospects in the ACC. Wilbon, what do you think of Trey Jones? Tone, I love Trey Jones. He has a Duke point guard I would take. I would take in a second. I've seen some projections with him as like 20th. I'm like, 20th? I mean, I'd take him a whole lot earlier than that. I love Cole Anthony, too. But I will take Trey Jones. I'm glad he stayed that extra year. I think he's going to go into the NBA as a player ready to go right now. Yeah, he certainly improved his shooting, which is very important if you're scouting him. Very important. All right, Tone. This time, we're actually done, right? We are out. We're going to come back and try to do this tomorrow, aren't we? We're going to try. We hope to be better tomorrow. I'll keep my bathroom door closed. And here comes my dog. So you can tell this is a house. Here comes the dog. Let the dog in the house. Back to you, Bristol. Come on, sweetheart. Here we go.